Holy Hour of Power, High Energy Catholic Radio, two Catholics with a PhD in Common Sense. The month of May is dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. Hope you're praying your rosaries every single day. And all this beauty that we see, the springtime, this symbolizes the new life in Christ. And let's not forget uh, that as Catholic Christians, uh, we have a duty and a mandate to spread happiness throughout the world. I'm on duty. Terry, what about you? Yes, I'm glad you're on duty. Full sheen ahead here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio. We've got some... I need to know file information that's just the facts that'll blow people away. I'm excited about getting those out to you. Catholic Vote came out with a document, six recent events that radicalize Americans. Oh, my goodness. They nailed it. Mm. Also, Jess, you got you got a good article here about uh, George Soros and how he's funding all the liberal things in the church and how he's funding also uh, the Jesuit order, when mm. it makes sense why he's doing it, because he wants to undermine the Catholic Church. Yep. But just the, my favorite article is at the end of the show. I've yeah. been to this miraculous staircase in Loreto, uh, New Mexico, out of Santa Fe, New Mexico. Uh, and this is a great story about the intercession of St. Joseph. I think it's so beautiful. Can't wait to share that with you. But before we share any of the other good no-file information, let's get some let's get some soul food in us, Jess. Today's Holy Gospel, <clears throat> Holy Gospel according to St. John, chapter 14, verses 27 and following. Yep. This is important right now is because everybody's running around with a chicken with their head cut off exactly. saying, oh no, uh, the globalists are going to c- close down the grids and they're going to starve us. Uh, they're going to buy all the farms. Uh, we're going to have World War III. We're all going to die. A lot of Catholics are running around like chicken little without their head, with their head cut off. Leslie, let's look what our, our Lord Jesus Christ says in today's Gospel. So that we can uh, we can uh, get some spiritual consolation here. Jesus said to his disciples, "Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, do I give it to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled or afraid. You heard me tell you I am going away, and I will come back to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice that I am going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I." And now I have told you this before it happens, so that when it happens, you may believe. I will no longer speak much with you, for the ruler of the world is coming. He has no power over me, but the world must know that I love the Father, and that I do just as the Father has commanded me, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Let's look at a couple of things uh, that jump out at me here. Mm-hmm. First of all, the, the word peace, shalom, or in Greek, irene, it means reconciliation with God. That's what it means in Hebrew and in Greek. It doesn't mean what you see a lot of people oftentimes, you know, uh, you see that the whole culture coming into the Catholic Church. During the sign of peace, you'll see Catholics putting two fingers together, their index finger and their middle finger up, and they're making, you know, they're turning around all, all around the church and with their two fingers. No. That's a hippie piece. That's not Catholic. That's not part of the liturgy. That comes from the 1960s hippie peace, love, marijuana, free love movement. That's not proper to the liturgy. That peace means cessation of war. No war. Make peace, not war. The peace that Christ talks about is not two fingers raised up in the air. It is the soul in a state of grace that's in a right relationship with God the Father. That's the first thing that I want to say about today's gospel. Next thing, a lot of people are stressed out. I'm getting a lot of texts and emails. Just 
They're going to close the power grids. Just this is World War Three. Just uh, uh, the, uh, the globalists are going to starve us. You know what? All those things are possible. I'm not saying they're not. But I, I look at the words of Jesus, and that's, that's what, what I hold to that gives me nourishment and consolation. He says, he says, Jess, do not let your heart be troubled or afraid. Guess what that, what that means? Whatever happens in the future, I can trust in Jesus, and so can you. That's what that means. No matter what happens, don't be afraid. Don't let your heart be troubled. Trust in Jesus. Then our, he goes on to say, here's something that the, the, the cults grab onto. So let me give a little apologetics. He says, our Lord says, for the Father is greater than I. You'll get Jehovah's Witnesses and Mormons and Muslims saying, see, 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 Jesus is not God. He's not God. See that, see that? He just said the Father is greater than he. How can the Father be greater than he if he's God? It's pretty simple. Jesus Christ has two natures. Christ is a divine person who took up, who took upon a second nature it's called the nature of humanity or a human nature. And so in this instance, Jesus Christ is speaking in his human nature that in his human nature, the Father is greater than him. He's not speaking about in his divine nature because when he does talk about his divine nature, he'll say things in scripture like, uh, the Father and I are one, John ten thirty one. That's when he's talking about his divine nature. The Father and I are one. Jesus is appealing to his divine nature. In today's gospel, in John 14, 20, 28, he says, the Father is greater than I. He's appealing to his human nature, which, of course, humanity is less than divinity. Another thing that jumps out at me there is Christ tells us, uh, I no longer will speak much with you for the ruler of the world is coming. Who's that? Satan. That's Satan. Yep. And look what it says here. He, Jesus says, he, Satan, has no power over me. Okay. Some people think, oh, Satan put Jesus to the cross. No, he didn't. No, Jesus Christ says in, in the Gospel of John, I laid down my life willingly. Why? Because that was a plan of, within the Godhead, within the Trinity, that the second person of the Trinity would become the Lamb of God and would become the sacrificial victim for the sins of the world. That was done willingly by the second person of the Trinity. Satan didn't make him do anything. Satan has no power over him. And the last thing I'll mention where he talks about, I have told you this before it happens, so that when it happens, no, no, he says, I am going away and I will come back to you. What does that mean? I am going away. That's the ascension. Okay. Body and soul, Jesus Christ went back up to heaven on Ascension Thursday. But he says, and I will come back to you. What is that? That's the second coming of Christ. That's judgment day. He's coming back in the same way that he left in a glorified body and soul. Terry? Well said, Jess. I want to bring Bishop Sheen in for the smartest guy in the room. So you can see in the background now we have our... Our, our big image of Fulton Sheen. So full Sheen ahead. Thank you very much. We're ready to go. Jess, this is, again, common sense, but Bishop Sheen just nails it. He talks about religion and science. He said, how could science be an enemy of religion when God commanded man to be a scientist the day he told him to rule the earth and to subject it? Mm. I never really thought of that until mm. I saw that quote from Sheen, but... Yeah, we don't have to be afraid of science. For example, we're talking about the unborn baby. What does science say about uh, an unborn baby in the mother's womb? Does it's science baby. say that it's a, it's a banana or an apple? No, it says it's a baby. So I think that they, it's the other way around. These people who are thinking that unborn babies are not uh, babies, that they somehow have no rights, 
they aren't following the science. That's my take, Jess. Yeah, Terry. Also, I want to quote a, a quote of St. Louis de Montfort. Oh, I love him. For those people that are very stressed out. Yes. Right before he, he died at the age of forty-three. Young man. And St. Louis de Montfort, when he died in seventeen sixteen A.D., he was the he's basically one of the greatest Mariologists we've ever had. He, yep. Here's what he said when he died. He said, "Quote: Let us go, dear friends, to paradise. <laughs> Whatever one gains in this life." It's better in paradise. Amen. Can you repeat that again? No, Jess, that's he worth said, repeating again, bro. He says, he's dying, okay? Yeah. So he's 43, he's dying in his yep. bed, and he says yep. this. Let us go, dear friends, to paradise. Whatever one gains in this life, it's better in paradise. <laughs> Remember that, Mr. World. Yeah. Jesse, that's awesome. Hey, Jess, you've got some good news stories. Or day, or I got some also, but let's hear yours first, bro. Because I think well, the good news stories is I'm, that I'm uh, uh, healing yeah. from uh, shingles. It. I was gone for a week. Yeah, yeah. Tell uh, me. I, I I was uh, sick with shingles. Very painful. I never knew what the heck. What's shingles? <laughs> uh, apparently, hits anybody at any age. Uh, if you've had uh, if you've had uh, measles, right? The measles. Yeah, the measles. Uh, sometimes you get it through stress. Sometimes you get it through an injury. Nonetheless, God allowed me to have it. So for an entire week, I entered into deep penance and redemptive suffering. So I thank God for that. I'm at the tail end of it. Uh, thanks be to God to antiviral medication. Awesome, Jess. Uh, so I'm, I'm back. But last week I would have been on the radio show grimacing, making faces, oh, doubled over in pain. So it was just better that I sit it out. Amen. Here's, yeah. Here's a couple of, uh, of, 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 of good news yeah. stories. 80% of voters say that America is on the wrong track. Did you catch that? Yes, that's a huge A percentage. new Mammoth University poll released last Thursday found that President Joe Biden's approval rating is only 38% with 57% disapproval. Only 18% of Americans say that, the, that this country is on the right track. <laughs> the poll found while nearly 80% of Americans say America is on the wrong track. Here's another good news uh, story. The Department of Justice... Uh, the Republican members of the of the House Oversight Committee are calling out the Department of Justice about its apparent refusal to enforce a federal law that's on the books yep. that prohibits intimidating or pressuring Supreme Court justices by holding protests at their homes. These radical abortion groups have been engaging in such protests for over a week. And uh, you got the Republican members of the House Oversight that are putting pressure on the Department of Justice saying, do something right now because these actions are unlawful. Well said. Also, I've got some good news. 85% of Americans reject abortion on demand imposed by Roe versus Wade, a RNC poll came up with. Jess, this is another interesting, stunning news. New data from Walgreens. 5,000 stores say that unvaccinated, have the lowest pos um, positivity rate for COVID. Triple and double vax groups have the worst rate. Yes, 5,000 stores. And this is the, you know, to hear this now, people are going to go, wait a minute, I got vaxxed for that? No. Hey, when we come back, Jess, I love the topic here. This is incredible. Six recent events that has radicalized America. It's put out by Catholic Vote. You should support those guys at Catholic Vote. They're good people. Yep. We'll come back with more on the Jesse and Terry show. I like to say now that Jesse's back, we're too blessed to be stressed. We're too anointed to be disappointed. And if hope was money, we'd be billionaires. Stay with us, family. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse show. To join the conversation, call 888 526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. 
We are one nation under God, but if it's uh, if the left would have their way, we would be one nation under secular humanism. Absolutely. In the Old and New Testament, every time the word left is mentioned, it means those that are walking an incorrect path or those that are going to hell yep. or those that are evil people. That The word left and right, they're not political terms. They're biblical terms. In fact, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ uses it, uses it at the general judgment those on the left will be damned, yep. called goats. Those on the right will be saved, called sheep. Here are six stories that from the last couple of years, it shows us Americans of all political persuasions, how truly out of the mainstream the radical left has gone. Yep. The first one was the Kavanaugh hearings. We all remember oh, that God. back in 2018. Oh, yeah. Judge Kavanaugh, he was... He, it was a political circus of staggering proportions. The uh, The Democrat National Committee, they tweeted on that week, they said, let's be clear, a vote for Canada would be a vote to rip health care from American families and deny women the right to make their own health care choices, close quote. Unbelievable. During the hearings, the Democrat senators on the Ju Judiciary Committee, they did everything they could to shut down the hearing. They interrupted the Republican senators over 40 times. They had activists there, on the, uh, right there in the room from their seats. They were shouting and disrupting the hearings yep. from the very first day. I remember Senator, Senator John Cornyn from Texas, Republican from Texas, he said, quote, this is the first confirmation hearing subject to mob rule, close quote. You can see the childish behavior of those people that were in the, the room, along with the Senate Democrats. It was pure character assassination that's all it was then they brought in a woman named chrissy blazy ford who accused judge kavanaugh back in high school uh of sexual assault uh, something that you know the democrats kept to the 11th hour obviously they hoped to hurt and maximize the damage to the judge mm -hmm. and then they also brought in another lady uh julie swetnick who started making claims of gang rape this spread all over the mainstream media by the by uh, the lawyer who's now in jail michael avenetti the, the lawyer of stormy daniels uh, who's a prostitute. And uh, Terry, it, this was the most vicious it hearing was. I've ever seen in my life. Well, actually, no. I saw the the, the uh, uh, justice, uh, or the black justice. I, I know he's talking about, yeah. They were as bad as, and, and also the justice, uh, the other Catholic, they, they even got a name for it. They make fun of it. They, they call it, um, we're going to bork you. Uh, oh, yeah. The bork hearings. Yeah, uh, Terry, this is the one of the first things that's happened in the last couple of years where we knew the country was, was going in a bad direction. Yeah, and you know, Jesse, not only that one, there's another story. Oh, you all remember Nick Sandman. Remember, uh, he said, we are going to bury your son. Nick mm. Sandman was 16 years old when this went viral. After that 2009 March for Life in D.C., he was waiting to catch a bus home when a, he had his mega hat caught the attention of a Native American protester who aggressively was drumming and chanting the boy's face. Caught right in his face. Right in his face, caught national attention. We all remember that. That wasn't that long ago. But Salmon uh, then endured online an avalanche of, of viral uh, frictions from tens of thousands of people on social media. They were convinced that Salmon was a white supremacy. Trumper. Yeah, bent on insulting the drummer. Yeah, that's what everybody said. The mob was um, fermented from totally biased false reporting by who? The Washington Post and CNN. And who can forget, remember Bill Mayer? He's saying they blamed that 
Well, I can't say that little kid. You know, he made said some some really bad things. He was the F word. F word. Yeah, call him the F word. Yeah, the F word. And on CNN, uh, contributor uh, Raza Allison suggested someone should punch Nick in the face. Little sixteen year old kid. Salmon's family endured unspeakable attacks, threats of violence, and worse. When a billion dollar corporation, are you ready? Fermented the onslaught like tens of thousands of Catholic school st- uh, students. Nick Salmon simply wanted to stand for life. Now, Americans took note, and many concluded this could not could be my son. It's one thing when they malign or smear a politician, but now the media, are you ready, is perfectly happy to attack a Catholic high school student because it makes for great TV, and Catholics will never forget how the media treated Nick Salmon. I sure won't. What about the next one, Jess? The the third paradigm shift that the left has caused in our society is the COVID-19 scandemic, oh, big pandemic. Deal. Yeah. I know I'm going to get emails because oh. I just said that. Um, politicians and the COVID-19, they played by two set of rules, Terry. It was rules for thee, but not for me. So millions of Americans, we bore the brunt of the COVID-19 lockdowns obediently, like sheeple. Grandparents went months or even years without seeing their grandchildren. Children lost months of schooling, if not years. Family businesses that had survived the Great Depression and Great Recession closed forever. Suicide rates skyrocketed under the scandemic pandemic. So when video footage surfaced of the political elites completely disregarding COVID-19 regulations that they imposed on us, millions of Americans were downright furious. Do you remember when we saw Nancy Pelosi enjoying a day at the salon that had been shuttered for months by California's harsh COVID-19 regulations? What about Governor Gretchen Gretchen Whitmer from Michigan? She enjoyed a night out at a bar on mass. We saw that on YouTube. What about Congressman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez? Oh, my gosh. Enjoyed a taste of freedom with a mask-free night out in Florida after excoriating Governor DeSantis' COVID-19 policies. <laughs> the list of leftist politicians with their rules are for thee, but not for me. Their approach to COVID sent many Americans running to the right on the political spectrum it also seriously damaged the effectiveness of the same politician's admonition to stay home, stay masked, and get vaccinated. They're a bunch of liars, Terry. Absolutely. You know, we call this collateral damage in a war when people get killed by a, a, the enemy, by the um, person who shoots the, somebody, the wrong person. That's collateral, collateral damage. Well, we had so much of that with this, with not just the vaccine, but also with COVID-19. And then, just we can't forget the riots. You remember suddenly in 2020, June? Yeah. After two months of lockdowns, oh yeah, and shutting down our churches and small businesses, public health officials made an about face and announced Americans could leave their homes and join in on large gatherings. Why? Are you ready for this? Because the large gatherings were Black Lives Matter marches. See, it didn't support the narrative. We've been we've been hoodwinked by these people. Public health officials actually encouraged Americans to take to the streets and join the BLM protests in cities around the country. Did this mean churches could open open up back up? Small businesses could open up their doors? Of course not. See restrictions they they remained in place on such non-essential American activities as work and worship. Are you kidding? Yeah, really. After all. 
They weren't urgent like the BLM protests. Needless to say, public trust in health experts collapsed rapidly. I'm glad they did, especially when researchers such as institutions tweeted out the public support for the riots. Jess, you know what this is? So Jennifer Nuzzo, she says, we should always evaluate the risks and benefits of efforts of controlled virus. In this moment of public health risk, of not protesting to demand an end to systematic racism greatly exceeds the harm of the virus. You see what that says? This is we, We've been hoodwinked by these people. Anyone who disagreed was labeled, are you ready, Jess? I'm a la- I disagree. I'm a racist. And worse, the BLM riots of the summer of 2020 crystallized for many utter corruption American politics and public institutions for ideological purposes. That doesn't bode well for the future public health crisis. Amen to that. They've lost credibility Big with time. most of us. Big most time. of us don't trust. I never the had it, to be honest with you, Jesse. And, and don't trust, trust the it. medical establishment at this point, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. By the way, there's 574 uh, riots from BLM and Antifa in two years. Yeah. 574. Nobody's been investigated. Nobody's locked up. None of the leadership. There was one <clears throat> insurrection January 6th, and you still have a bunch of conservatives that are in jail that haven't, been to, that haven't had their day in court. It's called selective enforcement. Yes. Here's the fifth paradigm shift that the left has caused in America. Yeah. The social media giants suppress Hunter Biden's uh, laptop info. Oh, this, was, this affected yeah. the election, yes? Absolutely. In fact, many people said that had they known, even Democrats said, oh, yeah. had we known about Hunter Biden's laptop and what oh, yeah. it contained, oh, yeah. we would not have voted for Joe Biden. About 30 per, Over 30% of Democrats have said that. And so, again, this is why they had to spike this story, Terry, because this would have been the death of the Biden administration. No question about it. No question. This This would have sent these guys to prison, which is where they deserve to be right now. Yep. So, again, this is because of the misinformation through big tech. The blinders were off America's information highway. We know now it's controlled by, in fact, by an elite minority. Yep. Oppressing the vast majority. The Hunter Biden info suppression definitively confirmed that these platforms were anything but neutral. In fact, Twitter and Facebook's messaging was to gaslight anyone who complained and accused them of spreading Russian disinformation. These social media giants were determined to get Donald Trump out of office, and they're willing to do anything to further that goal, from suppressing damaging stories to banning accounts that they felt hurt their preferred candidate, Joe Biden. It was election manipulation on a scale that most Americans have never seen before. And if you want to see how they stole the election, watch the documentary 2,000 Mules put up by Dinesh D'Souza. Oh, yeah. And you'll see exactly how the Democrats stole the election. Jesse, we got just a couple of quick ones. Let's summarize the parents' domestic terrorists. But before we do that, that's I number just, six. Yeah, I know. But if we have time to do it, I just want to give a good news story. Netflix is, is telling their employees that if you don't like the style about us being against the woke culture, then you need to find some place else to work. I just found that to be a refreshing uh, news. And I think that Time we to are dump Netflix, everybody. Yeah. yeah. Time to dump, dump Netflix. All right, next, Jesse. Parents, domestic terrorists. Yeah, in January 2022, email surfaced demonstrating the Education Secretary, Miguel, Car- Miguel Cardona, had solicited a memo from the National School Board Association in that memo, the NSBA called on President Joe Biden, unelected, should I say, to take action against parents threatening school board members at contentious public meetings over critical race theory. So without providing any documented evidence, 
They later claimed that the extremist hate organizations, these are moms and dads, were hijacking school board meetings and that school board protests should be characterized as equivalent to a form of domestic terrorism and hate crimes. As a direct result of this letter, Attorney General Merrick Garland publicly called on the FBI to investigate local threats against school boards. He continued to defend and clarify this mobilization. So the long and the short of it, the federal government under Merrick Garland is saying, mom and dad that complains because your kids are being taught to be racist or victims, you are now a domestic terrorist. Shut up and let us do whatever we want to your kids in public school. You have no say so. That's what Biden and Merrick Garland are telling anybody who's sending their kids to public school. Shut your mouth. We'll feed them garbage in their brain all day long. We, w- we don't want to hear from you. And if we hear from you, we're going to label you a domestic terrorist. When we come back, um, take a deep breath of air, everybody. This is unbelievable. Who's funding liberalism? Who's the guy that's actually funding things to try to undermine the Catholic Church and uh, been doing it for 30 years? Who is that man? We're going to come back and tell you all about that here on the Terry and Jesse Show. Stay with us, family. We'll be back after a quick minute. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. The greatest human being on pla- that ever walked on planet Earth is the Blessed Virgin Mary. Jesus is a God-man, so he's God. The greatest human person that ever walked on this planet was the Blessed Virgin Mary, God's masterpiece. That's right. One of the most evil, if not the most evil man in our lifetime, is a guy named George Soros. Talk about, you know, goodness versus evil. George Soros. 30 years he's been doing it. Yeah. This man continues to fund anti-Catholic groups. And uh, this notorious billionaire is dumping almost a quarter billion dollars into groups pushing Marxism and black racial superiority ultimately to attack the Catholic Church. If you don't believe me, a Mormon just told me the other day, a Mormon neighbor says, hey, Jess, I'm starting to think that you guys are the true church. I said, yeah, neighbor, why do you think that is? I know that's true, but why? He's a Mormon. He says, well, it's interesting. The only churches that are being attacked right now as a result of the Road versus Wade leak are Catholic churches. He goes, the Mor- he goes our churches, the Mormons, we're not being attacked. Neither are the Protestants, right. neither Jehovah's Witness. I said, neighbor, you're a very sharp guy. You're absolutely right. The devil knows the P.O. box of the one true church. And so does George Soros. <laughs> exactly. George Soros, he's a hedge fund billionaire. He's an atheist, and he announced a $220 million investment to build power in black communities and new anti-racist policies in the, U- in the U.S. What he's doing... This guy's funding racial violence, which has gripped some of the major cities in our country, and he's doing it through a Marxist organization called Black Lives Matter. They're openly Marxist. They promote homosexuality, lesbianism, transgenderism, and the destruction of the nuclear family. That's at the forefront of their movement. Since 2015, George Soros has supported the the newborn organization, BLM, with a leaked memo approving $650,000 in opportunities to fund, to support, to invest in technical assistance and support for the groups at the core of the Black Lives Matter movement. Of course, they don't care, they don't care about black babies. All they do, they want to just make sure that this front, it's a front group. They don't care. The only people that are, that are benefiting from this organization 
are a few at the top that are buying themselves real estate all over the country. George Soros uses an organization. It's an LLC that he found. It's called the Open Societies Foundation. That's, right. That's how he funnels his money into all these other little leftist organizations. The Open Society Foundation has $260.1 million budget for leftist efforts in the U.S., in other words, that's more than 21% of, of, of its global budget. He's also doubling Soros. This evil man is doubling donations to Democrat political action committees from $20 million in 2016 to $40 million in 2020, all in an effort to thwart the re-election of Donald Trump. Terry? Jesse, one more thing the article didn't say, but we've already documented this with George Soros. Many of these people who come in to protest pro-life, pro-family events... They're being paid by Soros. Remember, just this guy pays people, what, 20 bucks an hour to go sit in front of, of uh, whatever to protest pro-life, pro-family events. You know, when you said he's doubling his donations to Democratic political action committees from $20 million in, 19, in 2016, the thing that really got me, Jesse, is this man also was the number one supporter for Hillary Clinton in 2016, he wanted to make sure that Clinton was the president of the United States because he couldn't stand Donald Trump. And so by now, the BLM and other leftist organizations are turning their area towards the Catholics with the destruction of statues dedicated to St. Sarah and namesakes like St. Louis in Missouri and the French medieval crusader king. This is not the first time Soros has been funding anti-Catholic movements. Like I said, the dude was, uh, you know, this is, again, leaked, you know, uh, documents. It's a memo revealing the effort to impact strongly the Catholic countries in Europe. I mean, he spent a lot of money to undermine orthodoxy and Catholicism in Poland, and he provided much-needed proof to change impossible, even a highly conservative places, because he knew he had to do that to continue his agenda. But, yes, this has been going on for 30 years. Soros has been opposing the Catholic Church with massive fortunes, but with his latest move, he's openly declaring war on the Catholic Church. And my response is, let's say a Hail Mary for his conversion. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, amen. and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Jesus. Holy Mary, Mary Mother of God, pray for us sinners now amen. and at the hour of our death. Amen. The dude's in his 80s, Jesse. He's going to be checking out soon. I want to see him convert to Christ and his church because he's done so much damage. He needs restitution to be made now. He'll probably be doing it. Yeah. Like a Bernard Nathanson, you know, kind of version. Dr. Yes, Nathanson. Exactly. So we need it. All right. This uh, George Soros, again, once again, the, the most evil man in the world. He's yep. He's also, Terry, he's also Top of the food chain. consistently funding yep. these anti-Catholic organizations. They're front groups, though. Yeah. For example, he, he funds... Catholics in Alliance for the Common Good, Catholics United, Catholics for Choice, yep. and Faith in Public it, Life. Okay, These are four anti-Catholic groups. To undermine the faith. Absolutely. And he's also funnels cash to the Jesuits, Terry. In the past four years, oh, yeah, this Jesuit institutions have received at least $1.7 million in donations from the Open Societies Foundations that are That's funded true. by George Soros. Surprise. By examining documents recorded on the Internet, it's evident that the Jesuits' biggest recipient of George Soros' 
Largesse is the U.S.-based Jesuit Worldwide Learning. In 2016, the organization received $890,000 wow. from the Soros Foundation, uh, while in 2018 it garnered another $410,000. Oh, this was only one of the three Jesuit institutions to recognize the Soros Foundation as a partner. So, uh, yeah, Terry, this, this article makes some very, very deep connections. Uh, it says, when, when WikiLeaks revealed the emails of the, of the Democrat National Committee and various allied groups in advance of the 2016 presidential election, it's found, it found that the president of Voices for Progress, another leftist group, Sandy Newman, conspired in 2012 with John Podesta of the Soros-funded Center for American Progress to promote contraception as a revolution to overthrow the middle-aged dictatorship of the Catholic Church. John Podesta wrote the following. He, by the way, he was also worked for the Clinton campaign. He said, We created Catholics and Alliance for the Common Good to organize for a moment like this. According to its Facebook page, Catholics and Alliance for the Common Good promote the social justice mission of Pope Francis and the Catholic Church in U.S. politics, media, and culture. Catholics Alliance for the Common Good was prominent in pushing for national care legislation that became known as Obamacare, which Catholic bishops criticized for lacking conscience provision to prevent Catholic hospitals from performing abortions. Also, Catholics Alliance for the Common Good was one of 16 others to receive $4.5 million in Soros funds, and John Podesta served as a chief of staff in the Clinton administration and later as a counselor in the Obama administration. He's also good friends with the very famous witch, Abrina, uh, uh, Marina Abramovics, who is the basically the, the disciple of Satan, who disciples uh, the rich and famous over in Hollywood and New York. Yes, one of the things the article didn't say, but it, f- it fits right in, a church in Germany uh, was responding to uh, the uh, Archbishop of Denver, Colorado, uh, saying, you guys are are, gonna, are in danger of leaving the Catholic Church because you guys are coming up with women's ordination and homosexual marriage and all these things. And the response from the bishop was, of course we are. We realize that there's a crisis in the church, and the answer is stop, stop teaching those antiquated, those old teachings mm-hmm. that everybody was holding on to. We have to change. So what I'm saying, Jesse, is now... Uh, you know, that money that they invested in Europe, the German church is openly saying, yeah, that's right. We don't want to buy. We don't agree with the apostolic teachings of the Catholic church. Mm. And this is sad because I believe unless the Holy See steps in and condemns this, that other parts of the world will pick it up. And that's going to be really sad for many souls. And don't forget, Jesse, We've said it before. Never worry about who will be offended, even if it's the Holy See that's going to be offended by what I say. If you speak the truth, worry about who will be misled, deceived, and destroyed if we don't. I'm speaking up on the truth on this because I don't want people to be misled like the German bishops are misleading their flock. Yep. And I'll tell you, talk about infiltration. Yes. This is called modernism, the modern infiltration. One of George Soros' right-hand men that works for him is a guy named Jeffrey Sachs. Oh, yeah. Jeffrey Sachs is constantly, he's got a seat at the table in the Vatican under, under Pope Francis. Unbelievable. Yeah, Scandalous. Jeffrey Sachs, who works for George Soros. So yeah. basically, Terry, George Soros is in the Vatican right now through Jeffrey Sachs, That's right. who's his surrogate. 
this is a fact. Soros has supported numerous leftist organizations in the U.S. and elsewhere. He wants to destroy Western civilization. Let's just let's that's just be up Simple. front. He's he's here's the organizations that he's uh, that he supports with his billions of dollars: Center for American Progress, hmm. Black Lives Matter, oh, check MoveOn.org, oh. America Coming Together, mm-hmm. and any pro marijuana drug policy alliance. <laughs> George Soros, if you got. Uh, medical and and recreational marijuana legalized in your state you can thank george soros for it he's the one that funded uh you know 14 billion dollars throughout the throughout the country to decriminalize narcotics specifically marijuana yep and uh it's a result of him that our kids now are openly walking down the street and smoking pot and basically uh and 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 uh you know living lives of debauchery as a result of intoxication. Well said, Jess. I want to remind everybody the men's conference is coming up on June 18th. Jess Romero, Ruben Nob, and myself will be there. It's not too late to register by going to vmpr.org, or you can call us at 877-526-2151. Also, for those who missed the marriage seminar we had two weeks ago, people can still watch that on, on the vmpr.org. And when we come back, I love this story. The miraculous staircase of Loretto. What's that all about? Well, Jess, you're going to tell us, I hope, because I tell you, I've been there. I love that place. I've been there several times. Very much inspired by what took place there. You can't wait to hear what went on with St. Joseph, patron of the Universal Church. Stay with us, family. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. St. Joseph, terror of demons, pray for us. <laughs> Amen. Speaking about St. Joseph, hey, let me just mention I'm back sure. on the road this Saturday. I'm going to be in uh, Oakdale, California. Good. At uh, the 7th Annual Northern California Catholic Men's Conference. Awesome. That's in St. Mary's Catholic Church, Oakdale, California. From 8 a.m. to 4 p.m., myself, Doug Berry, and John Sablon from worldablaze.org. Hope to see you there, my brothers in Northern California. Awesome. Terry, I've been to this place in New Mexico oh, a yeah. few times. I know you have as well. Absolutely. It's the most beautiful staircase I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. Amen. So for those of you that don't know what, I'm, what we're talking about, it's called the Miraculous Staircase of Loreto. And uh, last year, it marked the 140 years since the completion of the most famous staircase in the United States. It's in a chapel. It's called Our Lady of Loreto in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Back in the 1870s in New Mexico, despite all the surrounding structures made of adobe, they decided that a Gothic church in the Gothic revival style would be built there in Santa Fe with all the spires and the buttresses. And even the stained glass windows brought in from France. It was beautiful. It was small but beautiful. Except one crucial flaw. <laughs> they, made a, they made a choir loft, but they forgot to build a staircase to the choir loft. <laughs> How do you loft. get up there? <laughs> so the architect died late in its completion. And the excuse was, in that time, it just basically slipped through the cracks. He forgot about it. But the loft was so high and the church was so narrow 
that a conventional staircase could not work, despite the major flaw, the chapel was consecrated by the bishop in 1878, and yes, no stairs to the choir loft. So it stayed like that for about nine years. Then what happened? Well, they couldn't find a carpenter in the area to complete this crucial project until the mother superior and the sisters, they said, man, enough is enough. They go, let's pray in a vena and let's ask the intercession of St. Joseph the carpenter to send us somebody. So they spent nine days of prayer and on the 10th day, a carpenter showed up with some very basic tools in his hand but with the promise to build them the stairs. Now, the nuns didn't even know him. In fact, they knew even less at his departure than his arrival because the carpenter, once he finished, he left without saying goodbye or without even being paid for his work. When they saw the staircase finished, the word miraculous was used very quickly by the nuns. (laughs) As they looked even closer and they studied the staircase, The term was used more often because the wood that was used in that staircase could not be found anywhere in the Southwest. I love it. (laughs) I thought that was great. In fact, none of the lumber yards in the area knew of any order of that type of wood. Next, (laughs) even to an unbeliever, the the, the spiral staircase was an engineering marvel. Why? There was no nails, no screws, no glue used in it. There was no central post, not even a handle. But there was what? 33 stairs. Love it. Hmm, Very interesting. One stair, one for each of the life of our Lord Jesus Christ before his cross. Now, the church has never officially declared it to be so. But the tradition in New Mexico, the long-standing tradition with a small t, especially that comes from the sisters, they're convinced that the man that came to complete the stairs was none other than St. Joseph himself. Wow. So the story of the miraculous stairs, it reminds us of some of the best qualities of mothers. Remember, these nuns are mothers. That's what they are. They're spiritual mothers. First, these nuns, they didn't despair, and moms don't despair as well. And in a world with so much despair and darkness, those sisters of Loretto, instead of throwing their hands up in the air in stress and anxiety and depression, no, they they hunkered down and they went into a nine-day novena, like in the book of Acts. And on the 10th day, the Holy Spirit answered. On the 10th day, St. Joseph came knocking, saying, hey, uh, I'll finish the staircase. This story should inspire you as to the power of nine-day novenas. Mm -hmm. Because these nuns could have easily have given up. Remember, it had been years of these nuns nuns praying in the chapel uh, after the architect had died, but nobody had showed up to finish the choir loft, but they didn't give up. They went specifically and entered into a nine-day novena to St. Joseph, the carpenter. And guess what? St. Joseph responded, uh, so when you look at those, if you ever go to New Mexico and you look at those stairs, those stairs were completed because of praying nuns. And not only praying nuns, but specifically praying the novena to St. Joseph. And remember, here's the last thing that I would say. Yeah. What do stairs remind us of? Stairs remind us of 
of, of exactly where we're headed, That's especially if we live and die in a state of grace. Remember, you know, Led Zeppelin years ago, they wrote a song called Stairway to Heaven. Okay. Well, Led Zeppelin is not the stairway to heaven. Neither is their music. Neither is any worldly things that you can think of. The stairway to heaven is the Holy Eucharist. Exactly. How do we know that? In the book of Genesis, Jacob has a dream. And in this dream, he sees a ladder going up to heaven. And what does he see in that ladder? He sees angels going up, taking incense to God. And he sees angels coming down that ladder, bringing graces to the people. That's exactly the theology of the holy sacrifice of the Mass. Well said. Yes, Terry, go ahead. Yes, I just want to add one more thing that I found fascinating about that whole experience. And that is that the gentleman, who I believe was St. Joseph, who did the work, took him about two weeks to get the work done, and then disappeared. He never got paid a penny. Mm -hmm. So this is fascinating, but again, it shows the supernatural aspect of what took place. Now, my wife's brother in the 1950s actually climbed on those stairs because they don't let you climb on those stairs anymore. Right, right. But when he was, when they, they visited in the 1950s, wow. he walked on those stairs and he said, man, just, they were just marveling it. But the point of it is, is these miracles that take place in our life, they are here to help us to see the supernatural. See, people are going to look at things and they always try to have some explanation. Oh, it happened this way or that way. You know, God can work outside of the elements of you know of the nature and so when these things happen for us what is it for it's for the salvation of souls that's why he did that to place our trust not in man but in god yep and let's not forget what's the theology of prayer okay the theology of prayer is when you pray Mm -hmm. angels take our prayer up to heaven that's right and it's right in the eucharistic prayer number one of course our prayers go up to heaven like incense and who takes them up to heaven According to the Bible, Revelation chapter uh, 8, Tobit chapter 12, and Eucharistic prayer number 1, angels take your prayer to heaven. Now, what what do angels bring down from heaven? Mm-hmm. God's grace. Amen. Remember what the, word of an, what the name of an angel means, a messenger of God. Angels bring down God's grace to us and distribute God's grace to us. And so this is the, the staircase, this miraculous staircase in New Mexico... This is this is just a reminder right. of where we're headed. We're going up to heaven. And when heaven communicates with us, heaven sends down grace down to us. Unfortunately, the Loreto Chapel in Santa Fe, New Mexico, it was a former Roman Catholic church. It's now a museum. So I'm kind of ambivalent, you know, like I wish it was still a church. But it's also a wedding chapel as well. So people can get married there, but it's it's owned now. Uh, by the by, the city of San San Jose. But once again, the, the the most important part of the story is that the Sisters of Loreto, they credit Saint Joseph himself with its construction. That's the tradition. That's the legend in Santa Fe, New Mexico. So I say, Saint Joseph, Terror of Demons, Carpenter, Patron Saint of the Church, pray for yes. us. Amen. And I want to remind everybody to stay with us because Bishop Joseph Strickland from Tyler, Texas is part of the Virgin Most Powerful Radio team. Yeah. And I love it because I'm, I think he's the most, I'm just going to say it, the most outspoken Orthodox mm-hmm. bishop in America. Yeah. And if you haven't listened to him, give it a chance. 
because once you do, it's going to build your You'll faith up. Yeah, hooked. and if you can't get it on the station you're listening to right now, go to vmpr.org, download our app. Not only will you be able to get Bishop Strickland's Hour, but all the different shows that we produce, which are high energy, high information, Catholic programming. And again, Bishop Joseph Strickland says things that you go like, wow, I wish more bishops would speak up like that. Well, again, I interview him once a week on Tuesdays. It's right after the Terry and Jesse show. So please seriously consider listening to one show. That's all I ask you to do and see if you'll get hooked, because I think you will. Oh, you absolutely will get hooked again, because... What are people looking for? We're looking for leadership. Of course. We're looking for strong voices in our culture. We're looking for moral clarity. And you get all three with Bishop Joseph Strickland. Uh, he's uh, yep, he's one of the amazing bishops of our time, and we're blessed to have him here at VMPR. Jesse, just one more note for those who didn't listen to this. This was unbelievable. New data from Walgreens, 5,000 stores, reveals this. Unvaccinated people have the lowest positivity rate for COVID. Can you hear that? And then triple and double vax groups have the worst rate. What did that say about the vaccine, Jess? They've been lying to us, Terry. That's what that says. They were trying I, to kill us. And again, I don't I don't mean to make it so brutal, but when I say... I'm going to be brutal. Well, go ahead. Exactly. They're trying to de... I'm going to quote uh, 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 Gates in his own words. Yes. V- depopulation That's what they did. through vaccination. Yep. Okay? That says it all. And don't forget, never worry about who will be offended if you speak the truth like Jesse just did. I'm sure Mr. Gates didn't appreciate what Jesse said, but it's the truth. truth. Worry about who will be misled, deceived, and destroyed if you don't. That's what we have here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Jesse, I heard on Catholic Radio, this is just one more comment, why people don't tell the truth on it. Uh, Lady calls says, my husband's been spending hours and hours volunteering, but he's volunteering with a young woman alone. Is that okay? And the and the host wouldn't say no. You know what I tell people? You don't. Uh, you do what Mike Pence said. You don't go to lunch. You don't ever spend any time with a woman that's not your wife. Amen. Because you know why? It's the truth. Yes. Hey, it's wrapping up. What? Uh, here's what I was going to say, Jesse. What can we do to stay close to Jesus Christ? Refresh well, I'll tell you one thing. You got to get vaxxed with the blood of Jesus. Amen. That's right. And, and, and go you got to go to confession so that you fight against the virus of sin. Live in a state of grace. Do not be afraid. Remember, we serve the Blessed Virgin Mary. She's a 12-star general. Pray your rosary every day. Read the Bible every day. Become holy or die trying. Terry, take it away. Amen. Bishop Strickland up next, folks. Put your seatbelt on. This is a bishop who will teach, govern, and sanctify like no other bishop in the country. That's my take. I want you to hear him on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Stay with us, family. Get your get your, your uh your app on your book on your phone and that way you can hear it vmpr.org may god richly bless you and your family and full sheen ahead here at virgin most powerful